0: Taiwan reported 6,295 local COVID infections on Tuesday. About 2,000 of the cases were found in New Taipei, and some 1,300 cases were detected in Taipei. Taipei Mayor Cohen just je said that if the epidemic continued to worsen, the city might implement a so-called soft lockdown. The mayor did not give details on what a soft lockdown would entail.
1: Also on Tuesday, he announced that five groups of essential workers in Taipei are now exempt from home isolation provided they are fully vaccinated and boosted. Let's hear from the
2: mayor.
3: People in vaccination priority groups 1, 2, 3, 5 and 7 will be affected by this new rule in Taipei. That is, people who have been boosted do not need to isolate even for three days. They can continue going to work, but they will have to get a rapid test every day before heading out. If we don't do this, hospitals and nursing homes and even quarantine hotels would end up having to shut down. My goal is to prevent the healthcare system and pandemic systems to not collapse. So we'll have this special policy. Taipei reported 1,302 local COVID cases today spread all around the city. There are outbreaks all over the place. If we don't take action, we expect to see about 5,000 daily cases by May 4th and 10,000 by May 7th. So if the need arises, we may impose a soft lockdown to limit people's activities. I find that nowadays there are a lot of people being very carefree about COVID. Restaurants are packed.
1: The coming week is crucial. Since January 1st, Taiwan has had 116 COVID patients with moderate or severe symptoms. So far, 26 of them have been discharged from the hospital. Also on Tuesday, the CECC added two more cities and counties to the list of high-risk areas, Taizong and Yilan. There are now eight cities and counties considered high-risk for COVID transmission. With COVID cases surging, hospitals are being flooded by people who want a PCR test. At a large Taipei hospital, one doctor says there's a line day and night outside the emergency room.
0: The CECC said on Tuesday that not everybody should get a PCR test. Well, when can you skip it and when is one truly needed? The Taiwan Society of Emergency Medicine explains.
3: A big crowd waits at the test site as people are called up one by one for a swab. With COVID cases rising, residents of Taipei and New Taipei are flocking to hospitals to get tested. On social media, one doctor shared photos of people waiting by the emergency clinic during the day and even at night. Around midnight, he wrote that there were still a dozen people waiting for a test. Some had tested positive on a home test kit and then rushed to the hospital to get the results confirmed. They were told that mild cases of COVID did not require medical attention.
2: In the emergency rooms of northern Taiwan, a problem we're seeing is that people are going in and the top reason for ER visits is that they tested positive at home and want a PCR test at the emergency clinic. People who test positive at home and people who have not taken any rapid test, these people should not go to emergency clinics unless they have warning signs and symptoms. We'd like to stress once again that PCR tests are not just administered to everyone who wants one. If your situation does not qualify as a special circumstance, doing the test would just be a waste of resources. Another thing is that going to get tested comes with some risks, so don't go unless you need to.
3: The Taiwan Society of Emergency Medicine has released guidelines on what to do. People who have no known contact history should not get a PCR test. People who are identified as contacts or who test positive in a rapid test should go to a community center for PCR testing. (laughs)
2: If you have no known contact history with a confirmed case, or if you have no solid reason to suspect you have been infected, if you just want to take a test to see whether you have been infected, then just use a rapid test kit at home. That reduces human movement and contact, which helps prevent the outbreak from becoming bigger.
3: Doctors say there is no need to panic and rush to ERs for testing. By skipping the hospital, people can reduce the risk of disease transmission and save medical resources for those who need it.
0: The annual Healthcare Plus Expo will be held this year in early December. The event first debuted in 2017 and has since become one of Taiwan's six main international trade shows.
1: At a Tuesday press briefing, organizers said that the goal of this year's expo was to showcase Taiwan's medical prowess to the world while promoting cross-disciplinary collaboration.
3: The 2022 Healthcare Plus Expo will be held in Taipei at the end of the year. On Tuesday, a press conference announcing the event was attended by legislative speaker Yoshi-kun, who is also the head of the expo's organizing committee.
2: In just six short years, the Healthcare Plus Expo has become one of Taiwan's six major international expos. It's also become one of our most important platforms for public-private cooperation in the health and wellness sector.
3: The Healthcare Plus Expo generates a global buzz every year. Last year, even with the pandemic, more than 600 domestic and international health institutions participated in the expo, which had more than 1,850 booths and 180,000 visitors. The trade show was the only one in the Asia-Pacific to exceed 15% growth during the pandemic. Officials say this reflects the important global role of Taiwan's medical technology chi Qihui, the convener of the Expo's Promotion Committee, has announced three goals for this year's event.
2: The first is to let the whole world see Taiwan's medical capabilities. The second is to promote cross-disciplinary cooperation. The third is to guide the people of Taiwan in laying the groundwork of precision health, which involves shifting from treatment to prevention.
3: Officials say the Healthcare Plus Expo is expanding year by year. They say the event will boost the competitiveness of Taiwan's medical industry, technology and talent, and turn Taiwan into a digital hub for healthcare.
1: The month of May is coming up, which means it's that time of year again, tax season. In light of the latest COVID surge, KMT lawmakers say the Ministry of Finance should delay the tax filing deadline by one month from May 31st to the end of June.
0: Lawmakers point out that the ministry gave the same extension last year and the year before due to the pandemic. DPP lawmakers also support extending the deadline.
3: The KMT caucus insists on recommending that the Ministry of Finance grant a one month filing extension for business income tax and comprehensive income tax, postponing the deadline to the end of June. The week before last, we mentioned this to the Ministry of Finance. There are more than 6,000 cases today. We hope that the Ministry of Finance will review its policies on a rolling basis. In addition, the Ministry should adopt the model used last year and the year before.
0: Lawmakers called for a tax extension in a rare show of cross-party unity. But the Ministry of Finance appeared unmoved. On Tuesday, the ministry said it would grant an extension only to people directly affected by the epidemic, such as those receiving treatment and those in home isolation or quarantine. These groups of people will have until June 30th to file their returns. If they are released from quarantine or isolation after June 30th, they will have an additional 20 days to file. For everyone else, the tax filing deadline will stay the same at May 31st. Summer is fast approaching, and that means it's watermelon season. But this year, crops have been devastated by heavy rains and unpredictable weather.
1: The harvest is less than a third of its normal size, and farmers in Tainan's Shrija Township are worried that thieves will steal what remains. So they set up a melon guard to keep watch over the crops. The local police are joining with volunteers to give the fields the best protection possible.
2: Forty police and private scooters line up. They gather for a grand night patrol through the watermelon fields, strobe lights flashing. (coughs) The procession drives between the fields, marking the start of the official watermelon patrol. (coughs) Xuejia District is watermelon country, and it's time to harvest. But farmers fear that their hard work could go to naught if thieves pilfer the melons sitting in the fields. Local police are working with volunteers to form this melon patrol with lots of tech support.
3: We have placed solar strobe lights at every major entrance and exit and borrowed infrared cameras from the Water Resources Agency. With private partners, we've prepared 12 vehicle registration plate detection cameras to strengthen surveillance around the five main entrances to the melon fields.
2: And farmers are taking their own steps too, installing mini CCTV cameras on top of this van. and harvest is much smaller this year, just 30% of normal, and farmers are counting on these crops for their livelihood.
3: The weather's been awful. It's not been good. One moment cold, then hot. So we've had terrible losses. The ones that grew were cracked or they rotted away. So the harvest is just 20% or 30% dreadful. Even though the prices are good, our income is less than last year.
2: The police are out in force, and drones, surveillance cameras, and license plate detectors are all arrayed to keep thieves off these melons. The team of 150 melon protectors will guard the fields all day long and alert farmers via line as soon as there's any fishy business. These could be the most heavily guarded melons in the world.
0: President Tsai Ing-wen today received representatives of the Federation of Taiwan Pharmacists' Associations. She thanked the pharmacists for taking the front line of the pandemic, calling them an indispensable part of Taiwan's fight against COVID.
1: She asked the pharmacists for their continued support in government projects, such as an upcoming rationing system for rapid tests. The Federation
2: of Taiwan Pharmacists Associations was received at the presidential office on Tuesday. The group was hosted by the president herself, who greeted each guest one by one. She thanked them for their work at the pandemic's front line.
3: Pharmacists play an indispensable role in our pandemic efforts. I would like to once again thank you all for stepping forward bravely and contributing your expertise to work with the government in protecting the health of all Taiwanese.
2: In the early days of the pandemic, pharmacists had helped implement the government's mask rationing program. Now they're supporting a new home care program for COVID patients by delivering prescriptions straight to private homes.
3: Local governments started rolling out home care programs last week. It's our hope that by separating mild cases from severe cases, we can work to ensure sufficient medical capacity. I would hereby like to especially thank the Federation of Taiwan Pharmacists Associations for its support, for the involvement and the response of pharmacists all around Taiwan. It's thanks to them that we are able to provide prescription delivery services for COVID patients isolating at home.
2: With COVID numbers surging and demand for rapid tests on the rise, Thai asked pharmacists for their continued cooperation on government programs.
3: We will soon launch a rationing system for rapid tests and we will need a lot of help from pharmacists to implement it. So I would like to ask our friends in the pharmacy industry to continue working with the government to protect the health of everyone in our country.
2: The president appealed to her guests for their support. She listened to their stories from the front line where pharmacists have toiled for two years to get Taiwan through the challenges of the
1: pandemic. Buyer beware. Consumers are urged to be careful when buying rapid test kits online.
0: Police say scammers are capitalizing on the demand for COVID testing. The scams might take orders and send phony test kits, or they might send nothing at all. One dodgy online seller is offering test kits for just 128 NT apiece. The ad reads, at-home test kits will soon be in short supply. Two five-unit packs are offered for 1,280 NT, which is roughly half the current retail price. According to a pharmacist, rapid antigen tests are classified as medical devices and can only be sold at authorized retailers. Taiwan tourism has taken a hard hit in the COVID pandemic. At a recent forum in Taipei, industry members shared their pandemic experiences and how they have to change and transform in order to survive.
1: Experts also share their goals for the development of post-pandemic tourism. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the details.
4: Amid the pandemic, Taiwan's tourism sector has had to shift gears to survive. One Taipei hotel transformed itself from an international luxury hotel for business travelers to a local urban resort. It offered simulations of overseas travel to destinations such as Tokyo. It also launched a five-star gourmet delivery service.
3: The government subsidies supported our creation process and our transformation as we went from an urban business hotel to an urban resort. We went from implementing eight projects a year to 80 projects in 2020. We hired a lot of tour guides in the travel industry to help us rediscover Taiwan. After so many courses, training, digital upgrades and cross-departmental training, we entered the next stage of our transformation. We were an international business hotel without any guests. What was the next step for us? I thought about another industry that was also very miserable, the cruise industry. We conceived of the cruise ship as a hotel with activities. We took all the services, activities and experiences offered by cruise ships and transplanted them to Regent Taipei.
4: Taiwan's travel agencies have also had to adjust to the pandemic. Lion Travel committed itself to domestic travel tourism. In collaboration with Taiwan Railways, it began offering experiences on the Future Express sightseeing train, which boasted freshly brewed coffee, customized lunchboxes and even a butler. Line Travel says rail tours will continue to be a big player in the tourism sector after borders reopen for international tourism. It says it was able to adapt to the pandemic due to its pool of internationalized talent.
3: In April 2020, we committed to deepening our roots in Taiwan. The key to that effort was bringing back our talents stationed around the world and sending them to Yilan, Hualien, Taidong, Southern Taiwan, Jinmen, Penghu and Matsu. The supervisors we stationed overseas all have language skills and the ability to be deployed abroad.
4: Former Transport Minister Ling Jia who's been appointed an ambassador at large for Taiwan, says he's visited many places in the country over the past two years. He said that through his travels, he was able to see the potential of domestic tourism. What direction is tourism headed in the post pandemic era?
3: We need to push smart tourism and digital transformation. In the past, travel agencies handled everything. But now, travelers plan their own trips. They do their own customization. I think that the tourism sector needs to integrate everything. Food, accommodation, travel, shopping, all of it. The final product needs to be a world-class experience. There's more out there besides Ali Shen and Sun Moon Lake and attractions like that. The tourism experience is not just about looking at scenery.
4: Officials say Taiwan is elevating its tourism offerings. They say that when borders reopen, Taiwan will be ready to welcome international tourists with open arms. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Lu Guochong in Taipei.
1: At a dental clinic in Jilong, there's a dentist who's originally from Poland.
0: Iga Konjela, or Tai Jia arrived in Taiwan, studied Chinese, and passed the national exam to earn her Taiwanese dental license. She's married to a Taiwanese man who is also a dentist. Now the couple owns a clinic and hopes to offer their services in remote areas.
3: Using a soft brush, she spreads a light layer of fluoride varnish. The child is scared and closes both her eyes while she comforts him. To prevent tooth decay, in addition to applying fluoride, one must learn how to properly brush one's teeth. Today, she's surrounded by children who are quick to raise their hands to answer questions. Twice a year, the health department holds a nursery school dental health education session. Dr. Iga Kondiela always receives a special welcome from the kids.
4: How are you? I'm good, thank you. Just Please a, take a seat.
3: What's wrong? Konziela uses English to communicate with a foreign patient, then turns her head and uses fluent Chinese to give instructions to staff. Konziela, who moved from Poland to Taiwan nine years ago to join her then-boyfriend, has put down roots, even though it meant giving up her European dental license.
4: If we had gone to an English-speaking country, We both could have worked without issue, because we speak English. But this way, we would also have not been in our own countries, and that's not great. Chinese is very hard, because writing characters is difficult, and I also could not read them. For Taiwan's national dentistry test, I did not pass the first time, but the second time, I passed, and I was very happy.
3: These days, Konziela and her husband, who is also a dentist, work together in Geelong. Many foreign patients come, familiar with the reputation and wanting consults with Konziela. These days, in cooperation with the Geelong Dental Association, she visits nursery schools to provide dental care. She also hopes for opportunities to see patients in remote areas. <laughs>
4: Later, if there are opportunities, I also want to go to the mountains to help other people, to perform dental cleanings and check their teeth.
3: Konziela fell in love with a Taiwanese man and with Taiwan itself. The couple does their best to provide dental care for vulnerable populations and fulfill their duty as medical professionals.